Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief, Global News. Good morning, Keith. Another Monday. Another Monday, and we got breaking news here to start Monday. So listeners on listening to the newscast there heard that breaking news. Premier David Eby announcing this. What, tell me what's going on here. He's an expert panel response. Yeah, an expert emergency task force. Okay. That's wide-ranging, that's going to be here um, all the time and, and changing all the time in terms of the makeup of them. It's, it's not just on wildfires, but drought, heat, floods, all sorts of emergencies we've seen in the last few years, the likes of which we haven't seen ever. So, you know... Heat domes, atmospheric rivers, the prolonged drought. You know, we focus on wildfires. Understandably, that's the big thing. You know, it affects communities. But there's a lot of stuff going on and have been going on for a long time. So the um, this task force is, again, it's sort of a loosely worded news release. But it's yeah. my understanding this is going to be in constant place, not just to review, but to be proactive in yeah. a lot of areas to just – uh, foresee some of these climate emergencies and take the steps required to deal with them. So it's not just you got to adapt. We got to adapt to this because it's not going away. And we have to adapt very quickly. This yeah. is not like you, let's just sit around till it rains yeah. and watch the floods. It's it's got to take steps, and it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, you know, not the task force itself, but just the steps required to deal with these climate emergencies. Uh, the drought situation we talked about it before. <laughs> Bowen Ma last week talking about how this is the sleeping giant. It's going to create another natural disaster. We could have. Best case scenario, uh, some gentle increase in rain and prolonged over the fall and winter. So the reservoirs and the streams and the lakes and everything slowly fill back up. Uh, worst, not worst case, but an alarming uh, scenario, which is what we've seen before, is a huge uptick in rain over a short period of time. The ground in many places in BC is not situated or, or conditioned in such dry, prolonged periods to absorb this moisture and retain it, and instead you see mass flooding. So everyone's crossing their fingers on that. Or, other scenario, it doesn't rain at all. Yep. And precipitation uh, uh, levels remain low, snowpack levels remain low, which means we're right back in the same situation next year. So I think this emergency task force, and we don't know who's going to be on it yet, uh, is going to be tasked with uh, with the not inconsiderable challenge of meeting these climate we, emergencies ahead of time. Haven't we seen this kind of thing before, though? We've done reviews of wildfires. We were talking off air about... Uh, Gary George Abbott Fil- was brought in. Gary Film Gary on the Fil- former Manitoba yeah. Premier did these reviews. I mean, what, how is this different? This well, is I mean, more comprehensive. Again, on paper. Yeah. So again, Filman's review, it didn't. A lot of recommendations weren't adopted. Abbott's yeah. review, uh, I think, more were adopted then than than Filman. But, but you know, it's, governments just take have been dragging their heels. I think because that wildfire season that Filman looked at, well, that was after '03. That was the Kelowna fires. A long time. And then we had that, we had a long period of not a horrible season. I think everyone sort of went to sleep a bit. This was not, this was a one-off. Then 2017, 2018 were horrible fire years. And now you've got uh, this year. Now we had the worst. And 2020. So yeah, I think four of the worst fire years of all time were in the last seven years. So uh, this task force is 
going to be charged, I think, with having more on the plate and more deliverables than we've seen before. Let's talk about a surge in COVID numbers. And you had some really interesting news on on the Global News Hour last night about hospitals, hospital numbers. Yeah, let's so, listen to Dr. Brian Conway here real quickly first. Brian Conway, Vancouver Infectious Disease Center. Let's listen. Respiratory viruses aren't going to go away. Uh, I mean, the flu pandemic was in 1918, and we're still giving shots for flu. So I think for COVID, we need to think of this as as part of the background, part of endemic respiratory viruses, and it's not going to go away. It'll be worse in the fall and the winter. It's not going away. We've been saying, everybody's been saying that forever. But I think everyone's sort of got to this new level of accepting COVID was in our communities because people aren't getting as sick because they've been, they've got high levels of immunity. Um, they've been vaccinated. But the warning now is some people's immunity is waning. So there's going to be a big campaign this fall. Three booster shots, three shots, flu, RSV, particularly yeah. for older people, and uh, the COVID booster shot. Yeah. That's going to, this is all in October. It's going to be rolled out October, November. And the hope is many people get it because we are entering respiratory illness season. What's interesting and a little worrying right now is that in the summer months and September, the number of people in hospital is usually around 9,000, 8,900. Um, we've got about 9,230 base beds and another 2,300 surge beds. But as of last week, we had 9,700 people in hospital. This is before respiratory illness season kicks oh. in, which is when the numbers really start to spike. Then you see this uptick. In, so that, and that's reflective of a couple of things. One, our surge in population means just on a percentage basis, if 5% of the population or 1% of the population is in hospital or 0.5% of the population is in hospital, the number uh, that turns out to be is when it's 5 million population. Well, yeah. Well, when it's 5.5 million population, that number is significantly larger. Sure. And then you throw in the fact the aging population. Yeah. So the population is a lot older than it was five or 10 years ago, and that means yeah. more hospital visits. Then you throw in there is an uptick in COVID hospitalizations, and those are people largely over the age of 65. So last night on the news, I just pointed out the number of people, the number of vacant beds in COVID hospitals, and not every hospital is considered a designated COVID hospital. This goes right back to 20, March 2020. Certain hospitals were designated COVID, others were not. So in the non-COVID hospitals in BC, there's about 300 and, 310 vacant beds. In the COVID hospitals, there's 66 vacant beds. So the COVID, combined with these other factors, is putting a squeeze on uh, major hospitals. For example, in uh, last week, not what the stats are today, but as of last Thursday, um, Vancouver General, uh, Richmond Memorial, Surrey Memorial, all had zero vacant beds. Everyone was relying on a surge mm. bed. That's unheard of in the first mm. week of September. So we are in, on, again, a whole different level of care in our hospital. Get your shots. Get your booster shots. Yep. I think some people have delayed getting uh, staying up to oh, date with their booster shots. A lot of people have. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it really uh, curtails dramatically after the third shot. Right. I think people just get... You know, well, I'm healthy. I'm, you know, I'm, not- I'm in this category. I mean, I'm due to get yeah. get one. And I'm going to so get one in the I fall. I'm going to get one in October. I'm going to get yeah. a flu shot, RSV shot. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, get your vaccines if you qualify. Okay. Pretty good weekend for Pierre Polyev at the oh, yeah. Federal Conservative Convention here. And uh, this guy's riding a wave. You can't deny it. And there's an interesting crossover to provincial politics mm-hmm. I think we'll talk about. Let's listen to Polyev here speaking at the Conservative Convention. You should meet the carpenter I met at a Tim Hortons in the Sioux who lives in a parking lot because he can't afford the rent. He wasn't angry either. But I was angry for him 
Because an economy where the people who build our homes cannot afford to live in them is fundamentally unjust and wrong. Yeah, this is yeah. This, this is what he's got to keep hitting on. I think. Yeah, by all accounts, he gave a very good speech. I've yeah. watched uh, parts of it. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was uh, Brian Mulroney praised this speech. Yes. You know, which is an important development, I think, yes. for him. Uh, Especially after Mulroney had earlier been earlier been praising Justin Trudeau, exactly, and sort of <laughs> okay. advising Poliev to famously fish where the fish are. Well, it looks right. like Poliev is fishing where the fish are. Yes, and you know his convention passed some controversial resolutions, but you know all party conventions do that. The party, the people who go to party conventions are the activists of the yeah. party. Sure. They're not necessarily the ones who you look at the NDP. I went to NDP conventions in the nineties. They passed some pretty out there resolutions. Had nothing to do with what transpired in government, or oftentimes had nothing to do. So separate the convention from what a policy platform is going to look like. Um, but again, I think uh, he's uh, he's got to come out with that. He's, by all, every poll's got him 10 or 12 points ahead. Tell me about the spillover here to provincial politics oh, that might be going on. Yeah, well, might you want to certainly talking to a number of people on that side of the ledger over the weekend. The Main Street research poll was out last week. You know, not every pollster is the same as others, but they had the BC United in third place behind the BC Conservative. The BC Conservative at twenty six percent, and you got to figure. And I'm certain there's been worry expressed to me from the United side of the ledger. Is there a, is there a crossover, a surge effect in the BC Conservative support because of the surge in support for the federal Conservatives and Pierre Poliev? Does one spill over into the other? Yeah. You throw that yeah. into the fact that the BC United people still don't know what BC United is. Yeah, the former so, Liberal Party, they changed their party. name. So I think a lot of pollsters yeah. pick up this confusion and the lack of awareness of what United is. But BC Conservative, everybody knows what the Conservatives are. I mean, it's been around for years. You know what a Conservative Party is. Sure. You learn that in practically great This school. is a big problem for BC United. I think it's a huge And I think uh, David Eby and the NDP got to love it. If they're oh, going to split that, huge the opposition of, vote. Split the vote. So, you know, oh, yeah. keep an eye on BC United, like how they deal with this. Uh, they're telling me everything's fine. We expect it to be low in the polls. Eh, I'm not so sure they're very comfortable okay. right now with I, the surge in support. For they polls. should be worried. I think, I think they, they should, should be. be worried. Real quickly, I had Brad West on the Port Coquitlam mayor, and Metro mayor is just pleading with the provincial government, can you please ban open drug use in parks and playgrounds? Here's what he had to say to me a short time ago. A child's birthday party, nine-year-old's birthday party, at a park where there's an individual using uh, crack in an actual playground. And the uh. parents of the kids say, uh, excuse me, can you do that elsewhere? And they get told to F off. Well, that's just not acceptable. Okay, real quickly, where are we at on this now? Well, as Brad told you, Mayor West told you, uh, he's been talking to the minister who tells him there's going to be legislation this fall. Yeah. It's either going to be legislation or regulation. That something's coming because he's absolutely right. There's no no public support for something like this. Yeah. And when you tell some, when you confront someone, be very careful about confronting people. Yeah. Remember the, the unfortunate the guy who was stabbed at Starbucks in Vancouver because yes. he was asking someone to stop stop vaping, or, stop vaping near his yeah. kids. So you got to be. I don't encourage people to confront people, but uh, obviously there's a problem out there, and there has to be some sort of legislative solution to this. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. 
Phone lines are open right now, 604-280-9898, star 9898, toll-free on your cell. Steve in Coquitlam. Hi, Steve, go ahead. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? I hope you're doing Good. well. Good. Yeah, all look, right. uh, my, my, opinion, yeah, not bad. my opinion, ban it all. Ban it from the schoolyards everywhere. And do what hundreds and thousands of people have been saying for years now. Open up Riverview and make it one big jail. You know, I mean, uh, nothing's going to get better unless, you know, if, if they're, they're not going to help themselves, which means crime is going to get worse and worse and worse. I mean, it's got to stop. And that's the only way. Zero tolerance. It's my opinion, gentlemen. OK, thank you. Well, we've already had zero tolerance for years when it was basically prohibition. You're not supposed to have these things. And that wasn't working. But I think the decriminalization has not worked the way people thought it was going to work. You know, there's, it's uncovered, unmasked a lot of problems. Well, overdose deaths are going up. Overdose they're not, are going they're going up. in the wrong direction. Yep. Um, open drug use in parks now is yep. in school grounds. I mean, that's a serious problem. Yep. Still on the street. It's not. It's not. A, it's a complex problem. You know, Steve's fine for his opinion. I. I don't think the answer is locking everyone behind into a jail. Riverview wasn't supposed to be a jail. That was the problem. It was supposed not, to be a hospital. Yes, it's supposed to be a hospital. So this is not simply putting up big concrete walls around everyone and throwing all the drug addicts in there. That's not. But there's still either. the case for involuntary secure care. Yeah, both Falcon and Eb talked have talked about yeah. that. So we're moving in that direction. It's it's still a very complex situation. But I think it'll be interesting on the federal level how far Polia pushes this because mm. he's starting to push issues that are sort of you know touchy feely in one way. They haven't gone quite the way a lot of people thought they're going to be. And I think uh, whether it's um, carbon tax, and now I think you're going to see decrim enter the federal uh, yeah. debate, and I think you're going to see Polia push against the current model of decrim, especially see, right here in BC. You're starting He's been to hitting see that B- here. BC United's been doing that here. You know, yeah. they they signed on with this and say, well, it's not working the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. And I think they've picked up where public sentiment maybe yet. Right, Timothy in Coquitlam. Hi, Timothy. Go ahead. Hey there, gentlemen. Um, just about. Uh, getting a flu shot and everything uh, all my life i've never had a flu shot and for the first time last christmas uh november ish uh, i got a flu shot and a few weeks later i had probably you one got, of the worst you got the flu. ever oh. i got the flu and and i've all um you know i've been vaccinated like four times so i didn't have covid I checked it out, but it was a flu, so I'm very hesitant to get the flu shot again. <laughs> well, I would, I, yeah, I know lots of people in the same situation as you. Uh, but family members same. you get a flu shot and then you get the flu. It does happen, for sure. sure. Yeah. It, it does happen. Yeah. But I think you look statistically, the balance of prob- probabilities favors getting a flu shot. I, I'm like him. I went for years without getting a flu shot because mm. I thought, hmm, you know, I know people get the flu after they get the flu shot. Three years, three years ago, on the eve of the pandemic, I thought, you know what? Things have changed. I'm getting a flu shot. Yeah. Well, I've been getting a flu shot for four years now. This has been my fourth year. And how has it worked out? Never had, never even remotely yeah. sick. Yeah. Even when I had COVID, I wasn't sick. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, you know, I tested positive only because people around me were testing positive, but I didn't feel anything at all. So I've been lucky. Yeah. We had Kyla Lee, who's a frequent guest on this program, yes. on the show last night on Global. She's now tested positive four times. Yes, four times. And yeah. she's been sick. Yeah. These aren't just mild things. She's been sick, at least quite sick, at least a couple of times. So, yeah, COVID's still out there. Um, and it favors, these statistics favor getting vaccinated. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're 100% avoiding everything. The same applies to the flu. Same applies to RSV. 
Get vaccinated. It yeah. decreases your chances greatly of getting it, but it doesn't eliminate it. And it also will reduce the severity of the symptoms if you do get it, correct? Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. again, with exceptions. With exceptions, yeah, and, sure. Uh, our caller was just one of those exceptions. And yeah. I've had friends who the same have been the exception. They, they really get a horrendous bout of the flu. Yeah. Is it because of the flu shot? Who knows? But there have been instances of that, but it doesn't mean, I mean, that's like 1% of the population, or a very small number of the population. Okay, just finishing up, there will be a news conference coming up here at the top of, uh, top of the hour here about this stabbings last night in Chinatown. So you had a triple stabbing, Whoa. police saying there was a random stranger attack. There is has been an arrest here. You know, this is very, uh, this is a really troubling example. I think we're going to be talking about this uh, oh, yeah. for the remainder of I the mean, week. I, when I was a university student, I lived in Chinatown, right around the corner of Chinatown. Yeah. So this is quite like, whoa, three people stabbed, random yeah. stabbing of a stranger. It's uh, street crime, big political issue in the next election.